What's up everyone? Welcome to Drummer's Perspective. My name is Ben Todd and I'm here to help broaden your scope of what's possible as a drummer. Thank you so much for checking out the video today, whether you're watching here on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast. I really do appreciate you wherever you're coming in from. If you are watching here on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. That definitely does help me out. Now today, I'm really excited to bring you a conversation I had with the amazing Emma Ford. Now, Emma was born in Australia, studied drums in Australia, and was an active member of the Australian musical theatre scene, but is now living, working, and performing on a full-time Broadway gig, the amazing show Shucked. Now, in this chat, I speak with her about her amazing journey of starting out in the Australian musical theatre scene and what that transition was like to move to New York and become established in the scene there what some of the similarities and differences are between the Australian scene and the Broadway scene, as well as what some of the realities are of of being a Broadway musician and living and working in New York. There's so much really incredible, super useful and inspiring advice that Emma shared and I know I got a lot out of it and I think there's a lot of people out there who will get something out of this too. Thank you again for checking out the video. Sit back, relax and enjoy my conversation with Emma Ford. Before we jump into today's conversation, I want to offer you a free gift, and today that's my seven ways to attract more work as a drummer PDF guide. If you feel like you're working on all the right stuff, you're seeing improvement in your playing, perhaps you're actually quite established in your local music scene, but still you're not working just as much as you would like to, then this guide is perfect for you. Here I offer you seven ways to reapproach your development and your progression as a drummer and offer you a fresh perspective on some things you might be able to change in your development to hopefully bring in a little bit more work. The best thing about this guide is that only one of the tactics involves picking up a pair of drumsticks at all. So if you're feeling a little stuck, frustrated and tired of not being able to be out there working and playing more, then please head to drummersperspective.com slash seven ways and grab that free downloadable PDF guide right now. Emma Ford, thank you so, so much for taking some time today to chat with me on the Drummers Perspective podcast. I've been really, really looking forward to connecting with you in some way uh, for a long time. So I'm super excited this is this is happening. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I feel like I've followed your journey for so long and it's and it's wild to actually get to sit down and, and have a chat with you. Oh, it's cool. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, like we've never uh, met in person, but we have a lot of uh, mutual friends, I think, from... Uh, from the from the scene back home um but yeah like since becoming connected with you on social media it's been super just super inspiring i think to see your journey and progression in the theater world and and what you're doing now and the level that you're at um is like yeah you're inspiring a lot of people out there and and myself included so yeah keep doing what you're doing it's it's really really cool thank you thank <laughs> yeah, you yeah of course yeah, no, I mean, you, you've like, you've achieved something that I think not only a lot of Australian drummers, you know, aim for Australian musicians, but like uh, musicians all over the world. And that's to actually be playing on a Broadway gig, which you're doing at the moment. Um, and I think maybe for Australian music musicians specifically, at, at least from, from my point of view, maybe like Broadway can seem like just an untouchable kind of world away, you know? So like... I'm curious, like, how did that journey unfold for you from being born in Australia and studying jazz at the con and, you know, to having the gig that you have now? Like, was it always a dream to live in New York or is it something that's just kind of became obvious at some point in your development? Yeah, I think 
Broadway kind of was always like the goal at the back of my mind. I think um, I was very drawn to or like the opportunity that was was here in New York and the amount of shows that was that were going on um, because we don't have that in Australia. Like it's a very small um, theatre scene down there and I kind of always knew that I wanted to at least try Broadway, but it did seem like a far away goal to me. Um, so yeah, I went, I did musical through high school and then went to the con um, and came out of the con and kind of just tried to get my foot in the door in the Sydney scene. Uh, but it was, it was difficult because there are only mainly two theatres and mm. if you're not on either of those gigs, then you're not going to work in a show for a mm. year. Um, the drummers usually tended to be the same sort of people each time. Mm. Um, as a woman, it felt at the time very difficult to break into mm -hmm. uh, that scene. Um, and I just wasn't getting the opportunities that I was seeking. Um, so I basically was just like, well, maybe Broadway can be a thing sooner than I ever expected. Um, and so I think I just, I first of all went to check out New York. I just traveled through here. I went, I did like a little trip around America and Canada and, and while I was here, I uh, met up with the drummer for Hamilton, Andres Ferrero, and he um, gave me some lessons. And, and I said, this is something I would love to do. Do you think I can do it? And he said, yes, absolutely. You just have to move here. And I was like, mm. oh, okay, well, <laughs> okay. Yeah. If this guy thinks if this guy thinks that I can do it, he's on the biggest show on Broadway right, right now. Like if he thinks I I can I can crack the scene here, then I think that's I, I think I should take that seriously. Oh my gosh. What an incredible like uh encouragement and like endorsement to to have someone like you say who's like living and breathing that see mm -hmm. and like legitimately hearing you play and seeing you play and be like, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, you could do it. That's that must have been a real like a uh, like kick into gear, I would imagine. <laughs> oh, it sure was. It yeah. sure was. From from then, I kind of I went back home. Um, I ended up winning this uh, musicians theatre musicians award grant that allowed me to put um, some money towards uh, anything to do with my career. So I decided to come back to New York and. 2017 and study with him for three months. Mm. Um, and then after that, you know, I, I had time to check it out. I looked uh, at a lot of different neighborhoods to, uh, to potentially live in, um, got to know the area, saw a bunch of Broadway shows, met a bunch of Broadway drummers, um, asked them for their advice on things. And then that was like, that was enough for me to be like, yes, I, I want to move here. So went back home after those three months and started my visa process and came back 
the following year and wow. somehow here I am and I don't want to leave. So you're <laughs> living great. it, yeah. How amazing though. Like I said, like so inspiring to see yourself like like living a dream that I think a lot of people have, like legitimately. Um, and mm. I think for, for many people, not just drummers, but it can just seem so overwhelming to think about that whole process alone you know of mm-hmm. of moving to another country let alone like actually becoming successful in mm-hmm. the scene you know that's like two totally different things but for you to be able to to kind of do them um concurrently that's that's uh, that's really it's a huge credit to your you know your drive and obviously your talent and all, all of that <laughs> stuff like kind of goes hand in hand but um but yeah it's it's so awesome i'm kind of curious then now that you have worked like on Broadway, but also in the professional theatre scene in Australia, um, was there anything like surprising, like from like the differences between the two scenes, and maybe like how um, other musicians approach the the gig or the job, or um, you know, like the conditions and and like that kind, of, like what's expected of you. Like, is there anything kind of different in that sense? Yeah, I think. Without trying to <laughs> offend the scene that I grew up in and yeah, yeah. that I knew, uh, it is very different and it does feel like like high level, you know, mm. like people come from all over the world to play on Broadway. People, that's people's goals as a, as a musician. Mm. Um, so you find that like, anyone that has a Broadway gig is like mostly very happy to be there and like stoked to, to be doing the work and like determined to, to do their best and, and, and love, love being there as opposed to it just being kind of like a, like a money Mm -hmm. motivated situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt as soon as I got here, like, I mean, there's still a long way to go, but the diversity in each of these pits was really mm. inspiring. There were a lot more women, a lot more people of color, a lot more like different sexual orientation. Mm. Um, it, it was really nice to feel like I had a, a place mm. here um, well, I didn't necessarily feel that back home, which is which is a shame. Um, I know it's changed now since I've been gone for the last five years. I know it's doing a lot better, at least in, mm-hmm. in Sydney, um, which I'm really glad to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I first arrived here, I was, like, pleasantly surprised at how mm-hmm. great um, the pits just looked. It felt like a real community of, of people. And, sure. um, yeah. And, and I think like the other thing that I felt was it was so, <laughs> cause it's, it's Broadway, you know, it's a big, it's a big deal and everyone, um, takes it very seriously. So I, I did feel that the stakes were a lot higher, mm. um, over here which I like because I like a challenge and I like, you know, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so it's always like I'm trying to do my absolute best every every show instead of, mm. 
you know, sometimes if you get tired or whatever, you're not feeling well, it's easy to kind of just, mm-hmm. you know, play it 50, 60%. Mm-hmm. And, but when you're on Broadway, I feel like, oh, every show has to be good because the people out in the audience, this is the probably first and only time they will see this show. Mm-hmm. So you have to give your best every show for Mm. each of those people out there. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely feel motivated and driven by the, I guess the prestige of, of Broadway and everything, everyone that works on the shows and, and the the level of love and passion and the hours of work and all everyone else's skills just make you want to like do a better job. So That's inspiring. I, I definitely felt that shift when I arrived. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, mm. I guess like maybe in the, uh, you know, the, the change in like the younger musicians kind of coming in more into mm. Broadway now, it must be really cool as well. <laughs> you know, like, as you mentioned before, I think in Australia, like in particular, that's, that's kind of all I can relate it to, but like, yeah, there are like just a certain kind of, um, group of people that get to do the shows and they've been mm-hmm. doing them all for a very long time and you know they're great at it um yes. but i uh i was having a chat with a friend of mine who's living in new york at the moment too who's um who moved there to study jazz and uh, he's been there for a while now but he was saying like you know you can he's meeting new people every week <laughs> that he's mm-hmm. playing with which is you know it's a pretty crazy concept to think about like coming from mm-hmm. australia where once you get to a certain level, you get to know every, pretty much everyone who's in the scene. And then to, to, to go to a place like New York and still be like there for five, six, seven years and still be meeting new people who are all awesome. <laughs> like, it's not like, oh, they're just, yeah, I just play a little bit. Like they're all like killer players. Um, that must be like, I mean, do you feel that level of competition as well in the sense like there's, you know, there's a lot of people who would want to do what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is, it is wild. Like the scene is so it feels big Mm. and it is big, I guess, in comparison to Australia. I think there's something like 270 musicians on Broadway right now, like shareholders. Wow. So that's great. That means Mm. there's a lot of musicians employed, but that means there's, you know, how many, how many drummers does that mean? Probably not many, maybe, I don't know, 15, Mm. 15 to 20, I'd say. Mm. Um, so the, the thing that I love here is that like, well, I'm, I'm still meeting people. I don't, there's no, I have no idea like how big this scene is because of um, subbing is a huge deal here. And Mm. like, so filling, filling in for the main shareholder is um, in itself can be a full time Mm. gig. Mm -hmm. So essentially a sub could play more shows in a week than a shareholder does um depending on whatever their whatever night their night off is Mm -hmm. the sub still be working on someone's night off and therefore doing more shows Mm. 
Mm. Um, and it and usually every chair will have three to five subs. Mm-hmm. So that's so many more, like t- 270 people with three to five subs each. That's that's a huge mm-hmm. amount of musicians working on Broadway, um, mm-hmm. which is so cool. And I love that we get so many opportunities. That That's how I started here and worked my way up to, to having a chair. But that that also helped me meet a lot of people because you're in different shows every night mm. um, and they all have their shareholders, but they have their subs. So you're never doing the show with the same people every mm. time you come into that theatre, mm. um, which is very cool. Um, mm. and, and like you said, your, your friends meeting new people every week and I, when I was subbing, felt the exact same it just felt like there was the scene was so so big mm-hmm. um, and that was also really exciting um mm-hmm. like you said coming from somewhere where you ever <laughs> seen so small we all know each other yeah yeah exactly um, it's so fun to play with new people and meet new people and get to know them and just feels like it's ever expanding mm. um but for me I haven't felt too much of like the competition aspect of it. Mm. I think because I'm so driven in what I want for myself, I kind of just like I have the blinkers on and I'm just <laughs> going straight for it. And I'm not right. It feels like because there are so many opportunities that like everyone's going to get a go at it anyway. Mm. Um, so I, uh, you know, I can be like, oh dang, this person got that sub gig and I missed out, mm. but it's okay because there's so many other shows and mm. maybe someone will want to use me over here or over here. And mm. um, I just know that I feel dr- like so driven by what I want that I can make that happen for myself. Mm. Somehow, and and it also comes from recommendations from other musicians and and people that talk you up, and, <laughs> and that's very yeah. helpful and wonderful too. And I'm grateful people have done that for me yeah. as well. Um, but yeah. it just feels like there's kind of space for everyone here, which is really nice. It's that's kind of it's. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, but it also is really. Um, it kind of goes against what you would think Broadway would be in a sense of like, it sounds like there's, there's, it's harder to get, not harder. Um, there are less opportunities obviously in Australia. Like if you want to, you know, be a theater musician, like there's minimal shows, minimal spots. And if you don't get those spots, then yeah, as you were saying earlier, like you just don't get into the scene. But if you move to Broadway, which you think is like, you know, it's, it's the best of the best in that kind of sense, but there's more opportunity. So yeah, you, you might have more chance of actually getting in, uh, on that level, which is so great. <laughs> it's so great. And like that it still exists as well is, is really cool after everything that's kind of happened the last few years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I kind of want to, uh, change track a little bit and like for more of a playing sense, like 
you know, drummers who want to play in theater, there are certain things that are expected, you know, solid time, being versatile, being able to follow a conductor. I guess these days more and more being able to play to a click. Is there mm-hmm. anything that you have experienced in the last, you know, few years of doing what you do that um, you think is really important for drummers to have under their belt? Yeah, I mean, reading skills is like super necessary mm-hmm. um, because um, just being in New York in general, you can you can be called for any kind of gig, anything like theater related or not. Usually, there's going to be charts, mm-hmm. um, and you have to be able to basically sight read on like on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in a few situations where I've just been called last minute and just had to mm-hmm. show up and sit down and play the thing. And <laughs> it's been terrifying, but <laughs> I'm glad I did all my years of, of learning how to read music and, um, you know, keep consistently practicing that and improving that. I think that's mm-hmm. a big one. Um, definitely playing with a conductor is mm-hmm. uh, super helpful if you can find opportunities um, to do that, whether being in like um, a community band or mm. orchestra or a band, local band or mm. at, your, um, at your university or school, whatever, mm. um, highly recommend uh, because there are <laughs> – for some reason, a lot of different styles of conducting mm-hmm. and everyone conducts a little bit different. And especially if you're coming in as a sub, mm. you're not used to each conductor's style and then each conductor also has subs. So you'll be mm-hmm. playing with their subs and they all conduct differently. So if you can learn <laughs> to follow as many different people get used to following different styles of conductors that will definitely um, benefit you, I think, mm-hmm. because sometimes it can be <laughs> a bit scary when sure, you yeah. <laughs> when you got people that you're not used to following and uh, there's so many other things to, to concentrate on in the moment. Mm-hmm. So if there's a conductor that's not particularly clear or does a different movement for, for whatever, then like that's, yeah. that's always a challenge. I think that's um, something to think about as well. And so how does that work on a, on a, uh, like say you're going into a gig that you've played before, but then you've got a subconductor coming in that you haven't worked with before. Do you have any kind of conversation with them before the show starts? Do you, do you kind of get have an idea of how they might conduct or is it literally like downbeat, like, oh, okay, that's how you're going to conduct, sure. It's pretty much that. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. pretty much just thrown into it unless there's any like specifically like a tricky cue that mm. you're a little bit nervous about that you need some guidance, you need to learn how they're going to cue it. Mm. Um, unless you have that, it's pretty much just like, sit down and good luck (laughs) great well how cool i guess like tying on from that um you've done some like incredible shows already uh what what have been like some of the more challenging shows that you've been a part of and and why 
Um, well, this one was actually in Australia. Uh, I did um, In the Heights, mm. which is a Lin-Manuel Miranda show, one of his first ones. And it's so hectic <laughs> because <laughs> it's like heavy Latin grooves um, and like mixed with hip hop, which is like, I, I just love, I love mm. the music, but all the Latin stuff was like technically very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily I had learnt that show while I was in New York mm-hmm. uh, with Andreas Ferrero. He oh, wow. was the original drummer on the show on Broadway mm-hmm. um, and he wrote the whole drum book and he's like Colombian so he taught me all of these Latin rhythms and they're mm-hmm. super complex but super fun Um but that is one of the more challenging shows that I've played. And the other one, which I didn't expect to be challenging, um, was Moulin Rouge, Mm. um, which I I subbed on here on Broadway. And it, it, like you, you think it's a lot, it's a lot of like pop, pop songs, rock Mm -hmm. songs. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's so much going on. Mm. all the time and it's pretty non-stop for the drums um mm. and jared Schoenig, who is the drummer over there and he created the, the the book um he's a beast of a player and he hits hard so <laughs> it's like trying to match his level of intensity and energy and all of the choppy stuff that he does in the show and like he he's just a he's a beast he's so great but it is really hard to try and replicate his playing. Mm. Um, he's like a big, tall man, and I am <laughs> a very small woman. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to like uh, try and 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 be him. But yeah. um, it's it was also one of the most fun books that I've ever played. Um, wow! He's just written some groovy parts, and it's just like a lot of you know, backbeat stuff, which I love. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really, I found that one challenging, but I mm. also really loved it. Challenging and, and rewarding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. When yeah, you make yeah. it to the end of the show, you're like, oh, God, I'm so <laughs> Thank God. How great. So, yeah. I, um, when you have been approached, well, in the early days when you were approached to sub on shows, and I guess even now, um, how do you practice for them? I mean, I know like living in New York can be very challenging to have a practice space and, mm. and somewhere to play. Um, and, and in terms of like actually, you know, needing to adjust to the setups of these people that you're subbing for. Yeah. How, how does that process work for you? Do you just find us a studio, like a rehearsal studio to work on stuff? And then do you get time on the setup at all? Yeah, so usually my process with learning a show is I will get the music and usually when you get the music you get um, like conductor recordings and recordings of the show um, and I will sit with it depending on how long I have to learn it, which often I don't really have that long. Mm. Usually it's about one to two weeks. Mm. Um 
And so I'll try and sit with it for as long as possible and memorize it and not like so that I have to be off book, but just so I know visually, I think I'm a visual learner. So I need to see it to like get it into my brain Mm. and I'll listen to the songs over and over and over and over and over again so that I know what to expect and know what's going to come up. Like, Mm -hmm. um, say like, Oh, I know that I play hats for this bit, but then I'm going to in, in a second switch to ride and then I'm going to put my sticks down and then I'm going to grab this tambourine and then I'm going to do this. I I can know what is coming up so that when I finally get to play it on a kit, I automatically just can go to those things. Mm. I can do well enough to put it on a kit. So then the next step is usually because in New York you can't play drums in your apartment. Mm. Um, some people share studio space, mm. um, but for the last little bit I haven't really been in a position to, to share that with mm-hmm. with someone um so usually i will just hire a, a practice room at mm-hmm. a studio for a couple hours at mm-hmm. a time and just work through it and then i've also been lucky enough that most of the shows that i've subbed at have uh let me practice on the kit um in the theater mm-hmm. uh, at certain times so that is super helpful because it's so hard to replicate uh, that person's setup, like the heights of the cymbals mm, and the, mm. the drums and the positioning of the drums and all the extra percussion. Um, that's hard to replicate, even if you had your own studio, let alone mm. in a practice room. Mm. They have like nothing in there. So, um, so. I'm so glad that I've been able to go in and spend time on those kits before I actually get to, to play on them. And I think that's a common thing now that the drummers are allowed to go in and play on the kits. It also depends. Um, if the drums are on stage, they, they have more rules about whether you can or not, but if they're in, basement or in a, in a pit or in another room usually people are pretty cool with you just going in during the day when no one's there and mm. and, and so I've, I've been pretty lucky with that amazing that's that i mean uh, that makes a lot of sense <laughs> to be able to you know at least get some time on the on the drums uh mm. and the setup specifically because yeah i i've seen some pictures of your setup on yeah on hamilton and I think in the mm-hmm. heights as well and and the show you're currently on and yeah there's it's not just your standard setup at all <laughs> there's a whole bunch of extra stuff going on that you have to kind of you know figure out the whole choreography side of the book as well mm-hmm. um so what so the show that you're currently on that's your gig right like you're the yes. main shareholder amazing so yeah. on a like on a practical level uh, do you know like how long the show is going to run for or like, cause in Australia, as you know, it's like the season's pretty set. So, you know, like, okay, I've got three months here and then I look for something else, but in a mm-hmm. position that you're in now, you know, the incredible, you know, spot to have a full-time gig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, do you think about what might be next or are you just like, this is my gig for now. And if something happens, I'll think about that later yeah i mean this is the struggle of um 
being on Broadway mm. uh, is because a lot of runs of shows are open-ended. Mm-hmm. So it, it is just up to the audiences for how mm. long the show runs and, like, if the producers can afford to keep putting the show on mm. every week. So we've seen a lot since COVID a lot of shows are not running very long because mm. we haven't got the audience back like it was before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just less tourists, less people coming to see Broadway shows and people, you know, struggle to afford a ticket to a Broadway show, mm. um, especially after those rough two years. Um, so we're just not seeing the numbers that we used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so some shows are doing like a limited run of like a three a month or a six months, similar to what you mm-hmm. get in Australia. Um, but my show that I'm on right now, Shucked, um, is an open-ended run. So that is great. Mm-hmm. And I am hopeful that it will run for a little while um we're hoping at least a year at this point like it opened in april so if we can make it to a year that would be an achievement because Mm. a lot of shows yeah like i said just Mm -hmm. have been closing so quickly and broadway seems pretty fragile at the moment still Mm. um and i think it might take a while like a couple more years for it to settle and return to where it was before. So everyone that gets on a show is always like, <laughs> trust, like mm. we hope that the people want to come and see our show and hope that we stay open for a while. So because of that, like I, I'm not thinking about the future and, and, yeah. and what's next. I, I'm kind of just hoping that, our our show will run and mm. and you never know it it could close next week or it could run for years mm. so there's, i i don't want to think about like planning my my next step um but i i do feel pretty safe that i can fall back into subbing if my mm. show closes and mm. with a lot of friends and connections that i feel would would help me out if i if i needed a, a job mm. again so Mm. Um, right now I'm just hoping our show yeah. continues to do well and, and we'll see. Yeah. Know. Well, and enjoying it as well. Cause like you say, it's already an achievement for it to get like, I mean, it's a huge achievement for a show to get to Broadway, right? Like from yeah. all the development and, and, mm. um, you know, people like producers, like sponsoring the, to put it on and all that stuff, like just for it to get there is incredible. So the fact that it's still running is, is great, but no, that's, that's really cool. I, uh, yeah, I was wondering if you, yeah, did any other gigs outside of the show? Like, are you, are you working on other music or other projects or is it kind of just sort of taking up, you know, that taking up all the time at the moment? Usually, uh, I try, to do other gigs outside of the show just mm. to 
do other fun things and stay in touch with people and play other music, which is always fun when you're doing eight shows a week of the same music, mm-hmm. you're like start to get <laughs> a little bit like mm-hmm. get out. I need to do yeah, something. Yeah. Different. Um, but usually whatever gigs I'm doing is still kind of in the theater mm-hmm. world or with sure. theater people. So I did, um, Last week, I think it was, I, I did a gig with Lin-Manuel Miranda and uh, Javier Munoz and Manny Gonzalez, who were both in the original In the Heights and Hamilton. Oh. Um, and I've been playing with them a lot, which has been great, um, doing a bunch of little cabaret mm-hmm. one-off concerts with some singers that I love and um, galas and uh, just kind of anything and anything at this point um the other thing that is great about new york is that there are always workshops and readings of new shows Hmm. um, that are trying to eventually Hmm. move to broadway i mean these things take years our Hmm. show shocked took something like 10 years to get to broadway wow um just through writing and rewriting and Hmm. it trying to work your way there, get the money. Like it takes, it's a process. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are always like hundreds of readings going on uh, all across the city all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually those are like, like it can be a week to five week long uh, stints where you're just workshopping, creating music, working with composers choreographers, um, basically putting the music together and the, the dancing and the staging and everything comes together in, in that room. Um, and that's always really exciting. And I love being part of those. So usually I'll do that all day and then go to the show at, at night, which is mm. exhausting, but yeah, yeah. it is fun to, to see, you know, all of the new work that's going to eventually, hopefully, make it uh, to yeah. Broadway at some point in sure. the future. And it's great to, to play with new people and work with new people. And, yeah, I, I love doing that stuff. Mm. There's, there's, always, there's always things happening here. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah, yeah. So were you a part of the, uh, the like, the pre-production work on shucks like were you influencing the parts as a little bit no no so i arrived i joined the show just after it had opened so that that had already been Mm. established um and the show was like it into its run Mm. um so i i just joined in uh like a month after it had already started shows. So by then the book had already been created and I was jumping on board. Um, But I do really want to get to a a place where I'm working on a show from the very beginning. Mm. I think I'd love to to write my own book I'd love to, to be able to create parts and work with the music team. And mm. um, that is something that's like next on my to-do list. Uh, mm. It's hard, it's hard to get in 
at ground level, but um, if you get lucky on a on a good show that's you know going to come to Broadway, then like mm. that's the best place to be. And so that that I think is my next mm. dream for for Broadway is is creating my own book from the very beginning. Yeah, I mean, but having the experience you have now of like playing a bunch of shows and knowing what it's like to play the same, you know, music eight times a week. Like you have a whole uh, new perspective on approaching that, I think. Um, but it kind of leads me to something I wanted to, else I wanted to ask you about. And I, I did a video last week um, talking about some of the ideas I have about um, playing the same music every day, you know, like how to keep it fresh and interesting and challenging and how to stay motivated with that. Um, but I'm really curious to hear, your thoughts if you what, what's your take on you know um rolling up to the show p- to play it for the you know seventh eighth time and and what are the things that you look for to to keep it interesting and challenging for yourself i think the good thing about broadway and theater is that it's you don't play the same show twice even though it's the same show mm. There's always, like, it's very rare to have the full band there and the full cast. Mm. Um, so every show is going to be different. If there's mm. a sub in the band, things are going to be different. Like, it's mm. going to sound different. It's going to feel different. Um, not in a bad way at all. Mm. It just, it's someone's different interpretation of it then you're used to and maybe like a little bit different timing. If there's different conductors, the show is going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's covers on for the, for the cast, the same thing, the timing of the lines are going to be different. Um, it's not the same every show, which mm. I think is exciting because it's like it really does feel like live theater any anything could happen you're always like on edge looking out for you know are we coming out of this vamp early or are we sitting here for a while like longer than we normally would and and when is this cue going to come and um it's for me i always am excited when that happens because mm-hmm. it does feel like a different show when mm-hmm. you've got a bunch of other people on in their different roles or different musicians um that keeps it exciting for me and also just me being um a perfectionist like knowing that oh maybe i didn't nail this um feel last night but mm-hmm. i'm gonna try and like mm-hmm. get a spot on this time and then mm-hmm. um, just trying to avoid mistakes, which is hard because we're human and yeah. it's happen. but um, trying to keep on my toes the whole time and, and stay focused mm. uh, just on the show and, mm. you know, not on like not thinking about like, oh, what am I going to have for dinner or, oh, I <laughs> doctor's appointment tomorrow or something like mm-hmm. not letting your brain wander off. Cause for me anyway, that's when <laughs> my yeah. mistakes happen when I, sure. <laughs> when I kind of sometimes go into autopilot and then mm-hmm. start thinking about other things. 
that's never mm. good. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so I just try my best to like put, try to put everything else out of my head and focus exactly on what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing and, and trying to do the best job possible. And if all else fails, then I just get into the sugar. Um, I have <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll have Coke, I'll have chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'll have like energy drinks, Yeah. Um, anything yeah, sure. to keep me focused and awake and like, yeah. <laughs> aware. Just, yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. I get it. I, I mean, yeah. Like the gig I'm on at the moment, like you, pretty much have all day to do whatever you want and then you come to the show and you do the show which is great but in some sometimes like I find well I found myself like okay I'm going to go and do this I'm going to go to this you know museum I'm going to get lunch here I'm going to go check out this and then by the time you actually get to the show like you're exhausted (laughs) from doing other stuff like life stuff and then uh you got to actually like perform it's um yeah it can be a tricky balance to find that stuff sometimes yeah, I agree. Wait, how many shows do you do a week? Uh, at the moment, it's ten. Yeah, in Japan, Whoa. it's ten. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's a lot. And strangely enough, in Japan, it's the daytime shows. So they're like eleven thirty and three thirty. So we're kind of done by six thirty, and then, but you know, sound checks at nine thirty, ten every morning. So. Yeah, cool. <laughs> it's a it's a weird schedule, but usually like yeah, we're in the states or Canada or Australia. It's always like evening shows, but um, but yeah, it can be a real real hard thing to to balance because for me, like yeah, I kind of get motivated and and my mindset can change with the approach to the show just by doing other stuff. But mm-hmm. sometimes if you do too much other stuff, yeah, you just burn out and you know then you can't give your best to the show. So yeah, it's a yeah. it's an interesting thing to try and yes. figure out. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I think, I think rest is so important. And I find that a lot of people in the Broadway world and people that, you know, I'm sure like you and all the performers that you work with, like they feel like you gotta like, you gotta keep going, like always hustling, always doing Mm. something especially if you're traveling as well, Mm. you got to go and like sightsee and Mm -hmm. fill your time. But um, even just like getting groceries or socializing, Mm -hmm. I feel like rest is, uh, should be at the top of Mm. the list. I mean, all those other things are important. Yes, you should Mm. do them. But I find like on the one day off that we have on Monday is just like, I'm like lock myself in my apartment. I'm like, no, talk to me. I'm not doing anything today because I know that if I do and I fill my time with other things, um, then getting through the next eight shows Mm. is going to be a struggle. Um, Yeah. Mentally and physically, mm. um, if I know that if I don't rest, mm-hmm. I really, I really suffer, and like it's hard to get get through each each day. Even though you know we have our days free, but that those are the times I'm filling with other stuff, like mm-hmm. with the groceries, mm. with the workshops and rehearsals and other things. So. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I find that a lot of people here do tend to burn out very quickly because they they try to do a lot of stuff mm. in when they should be um, resting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. That also has to do with how expensive it is to live in New York. Mm. <laughs> so I think people have to work a lot, but... Mm. Um, I try to at least keep my Mondays completely free. Otherwise, I'll just be a zombie for the rest mm. of the week. Mm. I, won't <laughs> I won't be able to do my best. Yeah, sure. But that's such great advice, like, for a lot of musicians to hear, like, from someone like yourself who, you know, I think you, you come through school, we come through university, you go hustling for gigs, and it's just, yeah, like, push, 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 push to try and get to a certain level or a certain place or a certain gig. And then when you actually get there, it's amazing. But yeah, you kind of sometimes have to like, it takes a while to unwind that um, mental state of needing to, yeah, like you say, continue to push and, and look for things to occupy your time, especially if you've just been doing that for years to get to that point. So yeah, because then when you do get to that point, it's probably for a really good gig that needs your, you know, your 100% energy and focus. And yeah. yeah, it's huge, huge. Um, so hypothetically, a drummer moves to New York. They want to get into the Broadway scene. Don't know anyone. Haven't made any pre, you know, connections already. Um, what what's what's your advice for that kind of thing? Is it just trying to meet people is it trying to shadow is it trying to sub and and how much influence now do you think like social media has with connecting people in broad on broadway to in that world yeah i mean social media is huge now and Mm. it's getting people gigs without like you actually knowing the person if people are posting their videos of them playing um people can be hired just solely through that, just solely seeing people's play wow. and being yeah. like, oh, yeah, they look good. Mm-hmm. Let's see them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's wild that that can happen. Um, so I'm terrible at that. I, <laughs> I need to post more videos, but yeah. uh, I, I suck at, at doing that. Um, <laughs> but it does work for a lot of people. So... Mm-hmm. If that feels like that's something right for you and and you want to explore posting your content on social media and Instagram, YouTube, whatever, then I think it's definitely beneficial. It is an Mm -hmm. advantage because if you are recommended to someone, people want to know that you can play. So they Mm -hmm. will go looking for your videos. They will go Mm -hmm. looking to hear what you sound like. Um, and whether you meet a certain standard, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at least what I did when I first moved to the city, uh, there's a website uh, that's called broadwaymusicians.com and it lists every current show on Broadway and all of the musicians mm. on it, each show, each chairholder it will, mm. it will list. Um, so what I did when I first arrived is I went onto that website. I found every drummer on all of the shows that were on at the time. I found their contact information and I just emailed all of them 
And I said, hello, I'm new to the city. I love theatre. I love Broadway. This is what I want to do. Do you mind if we meet up for a coffee so that I can, like, ask you some questions? Mm. And um, a lot of people replied and said yes, and we met up and it was great. Some people didn't reply. Some people Mm. took ages to reply. But Mm. the ones that said yes... And, and took the time to meet up with me. It was, was, it was so genuine and they really like had a lot of wisdom to um, share with me and, and advice to give me and just making that connection, meeting that person um, has proven to be valuable to me as I went along. I wasn't ever asking for a job. I wasn't ever expecting a job. Um, I just wanted the knowledge Mm. that I needed to get to where I wanted to be. So I would Mm. ask them, what kind of stuff do you practice? What, where do you practice? What, Mm. uh, what music influenced you? What drummers influenced you? Like, Mm. do you have any recommendation on how to break into this scene and who should Mm. I know? Who should I talk Mm. to? Like Mm. anything I could get from them was Mm. helpful because again I knew nothing and and mm. no one mm-hmm. so I was just like tell mm. me everything yeah, so yeah. <laughs> that I can make the best decisions for myself and give myself the best chance to to break in whenever mm. it was going to be my time mm. so I think through like even though you know you obviously have to be talented and have skills to a specific level. I think Mm. for me, what is more important is your personality and who you are as a human Mm. and your personal relationships with people. Those are the Mm. things that get you somewhere Mm. because everyone here that's in town that's trying to be on Broadway that is on Broadway are phenomenal drummers. Everyone, we're all good. Like everyone's Mm -hmm. talented. Mm -hmm. But what gets you the gig usually is how you behave in Mm -hmm. a workplace. How, like, are you a humble person? Are you there to learn? Are you there to be better? Are you kind to everyone you work with? Are you fun to be around? Are you professional? Mm-hmm. All of that stuff, mm-hmm. I think, matters way more than your drumming skills. And I think people now are getting hired based on that mm-hmm. um, because no one wants to work with a not mm-hmm. nice person. Sure, sure, um, yeah. So... I think that is definitely being considered way more now than it was mm. in the past. Um, right. So I, I think that is an important skill to to have because I've come across, you know, a lot of young drummers as well will message me and ask me similar things and ask me to go and meet up with them. Mm-hmm. I'll come across people will message me on social media and things. And um, it's just interesting to see the the different personalities and um, people that I can recognize will do well just because of who they are rather Mm. than how they play. Mm. Um, 
and you know having an ego is not a nice thing and Mm -hmm. and people don't really want to be around that um and I've come across a couple of people that have that and aren't doing super well and it's just Mm. showing that it really does matter you know to be a a kind person is Mm -hmm. super important someone you want to be around that has good people skills and and engages with you and and enjoys talking with you during intermission and Mm -hmm. like you know just little little things they they really do matter to to people and being able to take notes from the conductor and not take it personally or not fight back or not Mm. complain. All of those things are so, so valuable um, Mm. as a professional musician. And I, and I think it's starting to go the way of people hiring bands based on the people, Mm. because again, everyone here is talented. Mm you're going to get great musicians no matter what, but they're, they're bringing groups of people together that are good people that will get along, that mm. will enjoy being together, diverse groups of people, supportive humans. Mm. Like that is the most important thing. I think that's huge. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you spend so much time <laughs> with the, the people that you work with. So yeah. And I'm sure you've experienced too, just one or two people in that small group who are not such a good hang. Like it can be poisonous. Like that vibe really like seeps through everyone and everything. And, really? and yeah, ultimately affects how you play, you know, how you're thinking about the gig. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, this has all been so awesome, but you just, you mentioned that you like, you got to spend time with a lot of the guys, uh, guys and girls that were playing on Broadway. Um, what has what what's some of like the best advice that you were given you know when you were trying to trying to establish yourself in the scene i mean it's it's similar to to what i was just talking about um one one drama that has been super helpful to me and like has become a mentor of mine and, and has always been so supportive of me. There's a guy called Larry Lelly and he's mm. been on Broadway for, for many, many, many years. Um, and he's a great drummer and I, and I subbed for him on, on Come From Away. Mm. Uh, he became someone that I could go to with any question that I had uh, regarding drums or theatre or mm. anything in life. I would mm. go to him because he was just so wise. He he just knows everything. Mm-hmm. So I would, just, I would just go to him and I still do. I call him all the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. Larry, help me. I don't know what my tax form is. Like, yeah, what is right. <laughs> Yeah, he's great. Um, and I would always go to him and, and be like down on myself and like insecure and like, oh, I don't know if I – I played super well. Like, I don't know if I'm as good as this person and like comparing myself mm. and, and whatever. And, and, you know, times when I haven't um, had work, he's always just been so sure. Like he's just, he's just been 
very supportive of me as a professional and a, a, mm. a musician that he just says, you know, be yourself mm. and the, and your opportunities will come. And he's mm. like, I have no doubt. You just be yourself, do what Emma Ford does because no one else can do what Emma Ford does. And I was yes. just like, yeah, that's <laughs> like, awesome. that is wild to me. And, and, mm. you know, I may not be the best drummer on Broadway, but like no one else can do what I can do. And that's a, that's an asset to, to me. And, and, mm. and that's, that is inspirational in that, you know, mm. I, I have something special and, and, you know, that will, that will get me where I want to be. And it mm. has so far. And in those mm-hmm. periods, no work, I, that start to panic and go, uh oh, <laughs> am I going to have to move back to Australia? <laughs> but but then you know things like that make me think. Well, no, I've people mm. have wanted to work with me before, and and I feel confident in my abilities, and I know that the next thing will come, and. I also know that I'm driven enough to make that happen for myself. You know, mm. I don't kind of wait around. I'm still proactive with mm. on myself work, but I trust that being me is, is enough to, to get me there, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is a big thing coming from someone who I guess, I mean, we all do struggle with self-esteem and, Mm-mm. You know, low confidence issues about mm. ourselves and our playing and um, to have someone who is like a big deal in the industry just say, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just keep doing what you're doing. You're going to be okay. Like that means a lot to me. Um, 100%. And, 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 and that goes for every single person. Like no mm. one can be Ben Todd. Like Ben mm. is amazing there's no one that can do what you can do mm. and like everyone has that so absolutely that is something that I hold on to mm. a lot when I'm feeling a little bit down mm. that, that kind of personally sure. is the best advice because a lot of it yeah. you know oh yeah for sure 100% that's such that's super powerful, like, and so true. And I think, um, you know, it goes hand in hand with like what people are seeing you do on a career level and knowing that that's the place you're coming from with it mentally is, I mean, yeah, it's super inspiring just to hear and to see. So yeah, I, I think that's an awesome place to, to finish up because yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's super, yeah, it's amazing. And I think you're inspiring a whole new generation of, of girls and guys out there to follow their dream and their passion of doing what you're doing. And, um, so yeah, keep, keep going because it's great. I really look forward to, uh, to seeing where you go from here. And, um, yeah, I I guess where can people find you and follow you on online if they want to keep up with what you're doing? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have a, a website, uh, emmafordrums.com. Uh, I try to keep that 
<laughs> updated. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I forget it exists, but I try to keep it updated as much as I can. And then Instagram is probably where I'm most active. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't, I'm not there too often, but sure. um, they can find me at emma4.drums on Instagram. Um, and right. usually it's a lot of Broadway and drum content and then sometimes just, just like my life things, like traveling yeah. and stuff. Um, but, yeah, that's probably the best place to find me. That's great. You know I mean? Cool. Well, Thank you so much again. There's been some amazing, amazing insight and uh, and information there for a lot of a lot of musicians and drummers out there. So I really, really appreciate your time, Emma. I know it's a busy schedule for you, and getting up early to do this is is uh, it means a lot. So yeah, I hope we can meet in person one day. <laughs> I hope really so too. Yeah. I hope so too. Come to come to the states. Bring oh, your show to the that. states. I would love that. <laughs> okay well thank you thank you so much again and we'll we'll speak soon all right thanks man thank you